Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hi, Oscar Garcia. Welcome back. Uh, let's do it. I'm, re- I'm good to go. <laughs> All right. So this chapter is about uh, making good decisions. Um, you know, decisions are interesting, right? Because we, we think about it, um, the decisions we make totally changes the trajectory in our lives. Oh, For yes. students who decide to go to College of San Mateo, imagine if you decide not to go to college at all, how would your life be different? And your background is you went to UC Berkeley. What, what would have happened, you think, if you didn't went to Berkeley, if you didn't yeah. go to college? Yeah. How do you think your, your, that decision would have been different? Yeah, well, um, ooh, uh, I think I would have been working in uh, like a blue collar type job yeah. uh, because I'm a first generation uh, college student, first generation professional. The only one out of 10 siblings that went to college. My dad was a dishwasher. My mom worked in the hotel industry as a housekeeper in housekeeping yeah. uh, as a maid. So uh, I think I probably would have ended up in that, yeah. uh, in a blue collar type job uh, versus what it is that I do uh, today. And what you do today is, is kind of, uh, well, you worked in industry for yeah. many years to lead yeah. up to what you do today. And you have your own, you have your own consulting company, but you don't have to have your own consulting company. You, you work a lot, dude. Like I know you work <laughs> a lot. Why do you choose? Cause you're so employable. And I know you've been presented with job opportunities, yeah. full-time job opportunities. Why do you decide to take a path that's more difficult versus, Hey, I got this good paying job, secure benefits. I know what I'm making each month. Versus, I'm gonna go start my own company, and now I have to hustle. Yeah. Why? Do, what? What was your decision making process? For yeah. You? Um. So let me answer it this way. Um. First, so why I do uh, uh is because I value my happiness. Yeah. Tremendously, and for me, my happiness comes from making my own decisions about where I want to invest my time, who I want to help, mm-hmm. uh, what industry sectors I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you mentioned, I have a consulting company. It's a, it's a training and consulting company. So what topics do I want to train on? What do I want to learn? Where do I want to live and work? Um, that for me, th- that is all comes into my happiness. Yeah. The other part of it too is that I found over time is I, when I'm the happiest is when I'm in the, what I call the creative phase of my business mm-hmm. versus the management. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and when I used to have a job, I mean, I had to do whatever that role was, whatever I was told to do. And sometimes it was in the management side of things. And yeah. I was like, oh gosh. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. looking forward to the Friday, to the weekend, and I was not looking forward to Monday and so forth. So that's, why I do my happiness my decision though to do it is was I used to be someone that was very analytical Mm -hmm. 
Um, I cross my T's, dot in my eyes. I joke around that IKEA furniture, if you've ever looked at the instructions, it's just a bunch of drawings, simple. Mm -hmm. I used to like try to like find the written version of that as well, <laughs> yeah. just to complicate things. And then life happened yeah. and I didn't do anything. And I just got sick and tired of living my life of just time going by and I doing, doing things. And um, to some extent, I kind of went to the other extreme. I'm like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. do it. Um, so that that's and we can get into more obviously the decision, mm. but that's just a high level. Um, mm. you know. So you used to be way more logical. Yes. And now you're more intuitive. Yes. Would you say one is better than the other? No, you know what? I, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's one. I mean, I, I, I my view is that one extreme, uh, either extreme is not good. I think there needs to be a good combination um, mm -hmm. of it. I think we um, like for me, for me personally, for the 40 plus years of my life, almost 50 years of my life, I live my life just um, very calculated and, you know, doing what I felt my parents wanted me to do or, you know, to be that good, good son, you know, that responsible, et cetera, and so forth. And, and then, it, you know, now it's like when I, bench left the, the the corporate world my professional career and started my own business i just jumped off the cliff yeah okay without any, having any any backup and today as i run my business yes there are things where i just like like to use like you said intuitively intuitively i do them but i'm but there's also a piece of me too a part of me where it is calculated to as well mm -hmm. okay it's like um it's like, imagine you climb the top of um, of, of, um, of of the roof of your house, and you throw the paper uh, a paper airplane. Mm -hmm. You really we don't you really know the exact path that that plane is going to take, mm. but we know where the plane is going to land eventually. Yeah. Oh, that's a good metaphor. Yeah. And that's how I am. Like, yeah. I just throw out an idea. But I, ha I have, you know, uh, also an idea. I know where eventually it's going to, you know, happen and what's going to end up happening. Mm. Yeah, that's, I like that metaphor. Um, Use it. <laughs> a nickel, okay? <laughs> yeah, put the paper, paper airplane from the roof and where it's going to land. You're right. Yeah. It's not gonna stay you just don't know the, we don't know the path that it's going to take, but it's going to land. That, that we know. Yeah. Um, do you ever suffer from decision fatigue? Have you ever heard of that term? Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I used to. I used to. And and um, well, before you talk about that, how would you define decision fatigue? Oh, where you are just you you just are constantly having um, have the responsibility to make a call, make a decision on what where there could be a big decision medium-sized small decisions you just get like you said that just tired uh, yeah. of it you're because your mind is constantly thinking and working the what if what yeah. if, what if the, you know all that. it's it's like um it's like a game of chess I, yeah. I i used to play chess and i mean the great chess players already have the game figured out and won mm -hmm. before it, the game even starts yeah but all that takes a lot of mental mm -hmm. energy and thinking all these mm -hmm. things and it's like your your, your mind is like a like a muscle you get yep. tired yeah yeah so you, you used to suffer from decision fatigue yes. and so you no longer so how did you eliminate this no um i don't and, and the reason is because 
where I'm at right now, and again, to, uh, listening, uh, watching here is understand that we go through these phases in life, okay? And where I'm at today, the phase of my life is I spend a lot of time in that creative phase mm. of my life where the decisions that I'm making, actually, I enjoy making them mm. because I'm building something and I love building and creating yeah. uh, things. Mm. Now, of course, I do get tired. I get anyone. I mean, you got to take a break, step back and so forth. But the decision uh, fatigue we're talking about, it's where you, it's fatigue, that chronic where you're just yeah. like maybe burnt out, et cetera, yeah. and so forth. And so for me today is that being in that, like I said, that creative phase of my life. Mm -hmm. And for someone else, it could be another area of their life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It could be someone that is an event planner. Maybe they love making a bunch of decisions. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like the, the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. And, and an extrovert recharges by being around people. Yeah. An introvert, we recharge by being, you know, just with ourselves. It's just yeah. how you recharge. Um. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the former, the, the founder of Amazon, the former uh, CEO of, of Amazon, um, he talks about his executive staff. He talks about his VPs. And he, he tells, he said that I pay my executive team to make one good decision a day. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, don't need, I don't need them to make a million decisions a day. They just need to make one good decision yeah. a day. Like a you know, a good decision could be, um, should we build our own AI? Yeah. Should we um, should we vertic uh, should we vertically integrate and have our own fleet of airplanes? Yeah. Yes or no? Those are big decisions. Yeah. He doesn't pay them to to make decisions of should we make our boxes brown or green, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so I tell people all the time, and I'm in a relationship in which I am constantly being bombarded with decisions yeah. all the time. Yeah. What do you want to eat? And they're all you know, it's all from a place of caring. Yeah. What time do you want? To, when do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? How much vegetables do you want here? I'm here. I'm just, I'm like, and I, I'm trying to slowly train my partner. I don't, but you say you always, she always says, you always say you don't care. Exactly. So just make the best. I don't want to be, yeah. this is, yeah. I don't want to use yeah. my brain power to be making decisions of whether I want, you know, uh, one scoop of rice or two scoops of yeah. rice. Just do it. I don't want to think about it. You remind, you remind me um, when uh, we built a, our house um, and first time ever doing this, it's the yeah. only time that I've done it, but there were so many decisions that go into building a home. Um, that I had no idea. And I remember one day I was driving uh, to work in the morning and the um, tile uh, gentleman calls me, Oscar, um, I'm here, you know, I'm going to lay the tile. What, uh, what, what size do you want the grout line? I'm like, Grout, what if I mean, first of all, I'm like, grout, grout. I don't think, yeah, you gouts, you mean my, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and he's like, you know, like when you put the tiles, if you, when you walk into a bathroom, you know, you see the, the space, that white line that you see. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't pay attention to yeah. what, what I walk into. I just, my mind is somewhere else. Yeah. But I had that decision fatigue. Yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Like, when you're going through a big project like yes. that, when there's all these details, for sure. And the idea is that the quality of your decisions diminishes over the number of decisions that you have to make. True. And I, I give the story of my parents, like, that, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't own a car. So I would always ask my parents at the end of the day when they're tired <laughs> and they're just like so tired from working. 
said, uh, Dad, can I borrow the card? Just whatever. Just take it. Do whatever you want. Just leave me. <laughs> just leave it alone. Let me, let me just watch my Monday night football. He's not going to sit there and think about whether I, it's a good idea or not to yeah. let me borrow the car. He's just tired. He Because he's been making decisions all day. Of course. And he's tired. Yeah. He's fatigued. Yeah. So um, those are uh, there are some videos in this chapter where I talk about decision fatigue. Uh, one particular about uh, Tim Ferriss. And he talks about don't be a donkey. Um <laughs> don't be a donkey um oh that that is an interesting one actually is this idea of uh switch uh task switching um so anyway let me finish my my thought before i go down that rabbit hole where um you'll see some of those videos where it talks about decision fatigue where why why you see uh steve jobs mark zuckerberg they're wearing the same clothes all the time gray shirt denim jeans same clothes because they don't want to start the day thinking about, hmm, should I put on the plaid? Should I wear the vest today? Yeah. Should, should I go with the V-neck? That's not the type of decision. They, they're making huge yeah. decisions. And so they want to minimize the amount of decision fatigue in their lives. It's a little stream. I practice it. Uh, to be honest with you, um, my closet is very plain and vanilla. <laughs> um, so I practice it. So that's one is be mindful of decision fatigue. The other one is the Tim Ferriss video that I was referring to about uh, don't be a donkey. And it's about task switching, about how sustained quality, uh, focused work can is more productive than trying to multitask. And I noticed that you, and I observe the way your style work, by the way, is that when you are working and you are focused on something, you are still able to focus in, in an environment that has a lot of distractions. Is that something that you think is just natural to you? Or do you, do you recommend that for everyone? Or does it work so for you? I've learned. I've learned to do this. I used to be that type of person that I needed silence. Yes. And just focus. But I've learned. And I think that that actually has come from this last two years of me uh, living and working mm. multinationally, especially when um, I'm in, um, uh, like in Mexico, for example, at a co-working space or a cafe. Yep. There's always a lot of noise, a yeah. lot of things happening. And uh, I've learned to focus myself in what I'm doing. In fact, you remind me of a quick little story. Uh, this last time that I was in Mexico, I uh, was in the living room uh, with my laptop working. And um, my cousin and two of her friends came into the living room. They had just gotten off work. And so, you know, she introduced me to them. I said, hello and so forth. And, you know, I, uh, we chatted just for a few minutes and then I, they, they sat in the living room, the two friends, I kept uh, working. My aunt shows up and my aunt's asking me some questions. I would, didn't even hear her asking me the questions. And so finally, you know, one of those where you're like, oh wait, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. I was just doing some work. She was asking me, my aunt, Oscar, are we being too loud? Are we bothering you? Mm -hmm. And then so when the she irony. asked me, yeah, the irony, I, I said, I think I answered your, your question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this topic kind of, kind of reminds me of um, Lex Friedman. He's a MIT professor, uh, AI, uh, MIT professor, and he has a podcast. And he talks about this concept called deep work. Mm. And deep work for him is uninterrupted, mindful focus, laser sharp focus. And I know some people don't have that attention span, 
but the amount of work that you can get done when you're uninterrupted, no phone, no distractions, and it's just you and that pen and that pad or yeah. you and that computer yeah. monitor or whatever it is that tool that you're using yeah. um, and how productive you can be. Right. Do you, do you, I know that you have distractions, but are you the type of person that can do multitasking or are you the type that needs to do the deep work and it's one better than the other? Um, yeah. So, um, when so it depends on the on the the work that i'm doing the project that i'm working on if i'm putting together a a training a program or you know doing some kind of like deep um consulting project that's mm -hmm. just requiring a lot of brain power what i do is i focus in i don't multitask i focus yep. in on what it is that i'm doing for a period of time yep. um and um uh and then yeah but if I'm doing something where it the, the activity doesn't require too much yeah. of me thinking, but it's yeah. more, I guess, comes more um, intuitively or something yeah. that I've done over and over, then yes, I do find myself multitasking. Yeah, I'll be like opening up a screen, you know, moving it, you know, listening. Okay, I'm done listening to Pandora. Now I'm going to listen to Apple Music. Oh, let me check my email. Like, I'm like jumping around mm -hmm. okay but that's i do that only when again the task is doesn't require a yeah. lot of focus and deep thought from my end mm. yeah um there's a saying that um we probably all heard about it uh the saying oh let me sleep on it <laughs> yeah right and why do you why do you you know why do you think uh, the audience why do you think people say that it's because we 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 get decision fatigue yeah. we get tired and then when you sleep on it you wake up the next day you your mind is fresh and you're able to make good decisions yeah um when you're going can i actually yeah you know you just reminded me there's this decision fatigue and like you said about sleep on it sleep on it there's also another part of decision making that is what i call decision constipation decision constipation <laughs> you can't make a decision. Oh my gosh, I know exactly who something someone came to mind. Yes. Yeah. That Analysis is, paralysis too. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. is also something of yeah very challenging. Yeah. What I have found for me that helps me with making decisions is knowing what my core values are. Yeah. Because when we have identified what our core values are, yeah. we then are putting like a tail to that kite. Yeah. If you ever looked at a kite flying without a tail, it's just like all over the place. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you put that tail and it gives it more direction. Yeah. There's still friction yeah. that's coming, but that kite might kind of go back and then all of a sudden it goes back, moves yeah. forward and so forth. And I think that's something too for um, your viewers. Uh, to understand that if we identify what our core values are, it will make making decisions yeah. easier. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is so relevant to students because I get so many students talk to me. I don't know what my major is going to be. I don't know what I want to do for us. Like, look, it's hard to decide. And then it's like that the that decision constipation. So then they don't choose. And then it's and now there's just inaction. Yes. Sometimes you just have to just just go with it, man. Yes. Well, and see to your your students choosing your ma a major it is to me uh, it's like choose like 
choosing how you're going to get to San Francisco to that party on Friday night. If you understand what your values are, meaning like, okay, obviously, I'm, I'm, this is just as uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. generalization, but hey, if having a great time and so forth, I mean, and mm-hmm. being with your friends is a core value, then you're, you're, you're set to go to that party. How you get there and whether you go down 101, yeah. Highway 1, or yeah. however it is that you get there, like, you never would ask, like, oh, you know, professor, like, I can't make a decision on how, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, uh, you know, what car to drive. Well, like, yeah. where are you going? Yeah. No. And why do you want to go there? And I think you and I are proof of that. Because, I mean, what was your major? Chicago Studies. What was my major? Yeah. Biology. Exactly. And here we are talking about business. Yes. Right. I mean, I mean, those those were not the most relevant majors, but yeah. look, it just worked out. Yes. You know. So yeah, you're right. I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I get that a lot from my students, and I completely understand. I mean, if you're, how can you ask teenagers what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. I didn't know until I was in my mid forties what yeah. I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Well, and even for me, I truly, truly enjoy love what it is that I'm doing yeah. with my own company. But you know what? Maybe tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, I'm gonna do some whatever yeah. it is. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because again, it is part of my journey, you know, mm-hmm. being that happy. Remember I told you being, yeah. being happy and so forth. And so maybe there's something else that's gonna fulfill me. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, there's lots to unpack there. Um I've heard you talk before about giving with nothing, with no expectations of, of receiving anything back. Yeah. Have you ever been burned before? Oh, Where yeah. someone just, just, do they just, yeah. you, they just end up just, they're just sucking the heck out of you. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so clearly that strategy of giving with expecting nothing in return, that's, that's, how do I say it? It's not logical. Right. It's not logical. Right. Um, but you do it anyways. Yeah. Um, and it's more intuitive. Like this is just the right thing. It just feels right. Right. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so when you're looking to make a decision, especially when you're looking to build a relationship with someone and you're trying to understand them, just trying to understand their intentions, how do you hone in your intuition that, okay, I'm going to make the decision that I am going to keep my distance from this person, yeah. or I'm going to make a decision that this person has nothing to give me, but I want to build a relationship with this person. Right. How, how do you hone in on your in, intuitive decision-making skills? So one of my favorite uh, authors on leadership is John Maxwell. And Ooh, John Maxwell. Yes, John Maxwell. And he talks about um, how he views everyone on a scale from zero to 10, 10 being the highest, zero being you know, obviously the lowest. And he gives everyone the benefit of the doubt, meaning he, uh, when he meets someone for the first time, they're at 10. Okay, everyone starts out at 10. At 10. Okay. And then, I mean, you can go down from there, yeah. okay? <laughs> and so I've embraced that uh, yeah. approach uh, that I give people the benefit of the doubt. And then then from there, based on my uh, interaction and engagement, right? It's you just, you either go down or, hey, maybe you're an 11 or 12 yeah. or 15 or whatever, right? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, you go. And so, 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 that's how I base myself by just starting off with people uh, with the 10. Now, obviously, 
but you know, after you begin to know people and the way they talk, the way they talk about other people, mm -hmm. um, like, let me give you a concrete example. So over the holidays, uh, I spoke to three people that reached out to me um, for coaching advice or under business advice. Mm -hmm. And listen, I charge people to do this, mm -hmm. but they call me up and we talked, I don't know, half hour, maybe an hour free, mm -hmm. right? And I gave them some tips and advice and so forth. And I don't expect anything. We're just using it as an example. But over the holidays and even to now, we're halfway through you know, the month, the first month, I have not gotten not even a, hey, happy holidays, happy mm -hmm. new year message. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Maybe they're busy. Yeah. Maybe they're sick. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not passing judgment like, oh, forget yeah. them. I'm never going to help it. But it's just something that's stuck in my mind. Yep. Yep. And so next time they, if and when they reach out to me, yeah. I'm going to, now I have like this point of reference. Yep. And now I'm going to be like, okay, how are they going to behave now? Are they going to behave the same way? Yeah. And if they keep behaving the same way, listen, I'm not dumb either. Okay. Yeah. Like at some point it's kind of like, yeah. like I say, they're not going to be gonna, a 10 anymore. Right. No, <laughs> and like I say, I'm going to love them from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Intuitions is tough, right? I mean, uh, even when you're being, I've got, I've, I was blessed enough to be in this situation where you're, and you probably have too, where you're, you're offered two job opportunities and you have to decide between the two. Yeah. So you have to decide, okay, so which job, both, look appealing they're, they're both different but how do you decide between the two um in my mind at least i always think about maslow's hierarchy you know and the maslow's hierarchy is it's you know food and shelter physical safety first and the top is self-actualization everything in between yes and to your point what you're saying about how we evolve so the reason why i'm telling you this uh i'm bringing up the story is because how i make my decision how, how I go through my decision process when I was doing school or as a young working professional is different than where I am now. Yeah. And back then, my decision-making process was similar to yours in which I need to put, I, I didn't own a home. I didn't, I didn't have much. <laughs> I didn't have much. And it was important. Growing up on welfare, eight people in a one-bedroom apartment, <laughs> it, money was kind of important. Like, I need to make money. Yeah. So that's where my decision were. It's like, okay, we're just going to make more money. Right. It was that simple. Yeah. The, the, the commute's farther. The boss is a jerk. You're working more hours. I don't care. If it's going to make more money, I'm going to yes. take that job. Now I'm a little more established. I'm a little more comfortable right. financially. Right. Right. My decision is always just like similar to yours. Is it going to make me happy? Right. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because as you're hearing these conversations, know that your intuition and your decision-making is going to evolve over time. Yeah. And it's going to change as, as you grow in your career. Yeah. This is the type of decisions that you make now. I mean, for me back then when I was younger, if I was going to say, I'm going to do what makes me happy, that would have been foolish and irresponsible, honestly, um, because I have parents that, that needed me to just like you, we have dependents, right. even if we didn't have, right. at the time I didn't have children, but I had people that were that were relying on me, so it was irresponsible for me to make decisions solely on what makes me happy. Right. But now I can do that. Yes. You're describing um, these three stages in life. Mm. There is the survival mm -hmm. stage, 
where, like you said, oh, yeah. we have to do whatever we can. Sink or swim. Yeah. yeah. There's a survival stage. Then there's the success stage mm -hmm. where we now have a, a, a roof over our heads. We have a stable job. Mm -hmm. You know, we're beginning to maybe take some vacations, enjoy, you know, the mm -hmm. kind of good things in, in life. The third stage in life is significance. Yeah. And significance, sometimes we oftentimes, at least in American society and a capitalistic society, we sometimes view significance or living a life of significance based on how much money you have and the material things that you have, or you know, that I'm giving to this charity and so yeah. forth. And that's not necessarily true. While yes, having money definitely does yeah. afford you more things, but think of like, for example, someone like Martin Luther King or yeah. Mother Teresa yeah. who lived a life of significance. Yes. So depending on where we are in these three mm -hmm. stages is how we make decisions. Yeah. Um, in, in, in how we treat other people, et cetera, and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 I, I feel like this topic of making good decisions, it's so hard because it's so ambiguous. Yeah. And I feel like the best, the best decisions you make are the ones that feels right. And sometimes there's no right and there's no wrong. Right. And sometimes it's make decisions that doesn't feel that, that do not that does not feel worse. <laughs> yes. Because sometimes there's no right decision. There's no good decision. Yeah. Um. You know. Sometimes it's like, for example, uh, you're in a toxic workplace. Mm -hmm. Um. And you may have to make the decision. Okay. Do I just stay? Well, that's gonna suck. Or do I leave? And I, I don't have a safety net. I don't have another job. Both decisions are bad. Right. But which is which is less worse? Yes. Yes. There. So. My my thoughts on decision making, or our good decision making, is I don't I don't believe there's a good or or or, or bad decisions. There's just decisions, and once you make a decision, then you make it good. Yeah, and and that goes to like for example, when I left my stable job mm -hmm. to venture out on my own, I just made a decision that I was going to do it, and then eventually work my butt off to make yeah. it a good decision <laughs> yes um and then to speak more on a personal note um in my relationship i talk to my partner a lot about my previous relationships not because i can't get over them it's because i'm constantly trying to analyze what i've done and so that i can make better decisions in my current relationship because i don't want to uh, repeat my past mistakes right and so I think this also applies also in your career as well, too. And with your relationships with your coworkers, yeah. you don't have to dwell on the past. I don't dwell on the past, but I revisit the past to see how I can make better decisions in the future. So I think one of the strategies that I use to make better decisions is, is to kind of evaluate, kind of do like a, like a debrief of right. what has happened. Right. Okay, I just got fired. Okay, right. this sucks. Right, right. <laughs> Give it a few yes. months, get over the shock and awe. And then like, okay, what did I learn from it? Because if you don't evaluate, you don't uh, assess what has happened, you're going to be making the same mistakes. Yes. You're going to be dating that same uh, jerky guy. You know, you're going to date that same gold digging girl. <laughs> yeah. Although I did see a LinkedIn profile and this girl's profile was awesome. She is a gold digger. 
<laughs> <laughs> I, like, I love that a yeah. gold digger yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I saw what you just described about make, repeating the same mistakes yeah. um, I saw there's one of the jobs that I had early in my career was uh, a, uh, at a financial institution mm. and um, it was a bit, this financial institution was very uh, conservative in its lending really had to have good credit and so forth anyways um uh, I would see people's credit reports mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, they um, declared bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everything gets wiped out. And so they start fresh and now they're in the same predicament or, or, or they're, <laughs> they're, heading, the same they're heading in that same, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I was like, did they not learn the lesson? Wow. Yeah. And sometimes we don't. Yeah. And sometimes you have to like, okay, well, what, could I have done better? Okay. And then you go in, uh, on, like it's going back to my previous relationship. Oh, wait, I'm dating the same kind of girl again. What's going on here? Did I not learn from my own? Yes. I wonder where this is going to go. Yes. You know? So I think, I think that, that, that introspection is, is helpful and, yes. and useful. Yes. But like I said, don't, you don't dwell in it. You don't live in it. Yes. You don't, it's, it's more to help improve your decision-making yes. process in the future. Um, a book that I would like to recommend is by a very popular author named uh, Malcolm Gladwell. He wrote a book called Blank. And he, here's the summary of the book. Trust your intuition. <laughs> I mean, you can read the book. It's, it's long. It's good. It's long. Um, uh, but the summary is just trust your intuition. Your intuition may be wrong sometimes. It, it, it's not 100% right. right. But a lot of times, uh, your intuition is more often than not, it's going to be right. Yeah, it's, so. yeah, it's true. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I just go back to what I mentioned earlier that um, you make a decision and then you make that decision right. You make it good. Yeah, great. All right. Thank you so much, Oscar. Thank um, you. That's it for this uh, chapter's lecture. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com.